Welcome to the Smart Marketer's Choice Podcast with your host, Kevin Thompson, for entrepreneurs of all ages. All right, so I'm uh, Kevin Thompson. I'm here with Catherine Sullivan of MarketingSolve.com. And uh, right now, Catherine, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself real quick. Oh, thank you. Um, Kat Sullivan. I have my business, MarketingSolve.com, where we offer products and training services for business owners who want to learn how to market their business online with digital marketing in a simplified way. So we try to make it easy to understand how to take simple strategies that actually provide results for businesses. Awesome. So uh, I'm just going to ask a few simple questions to get started and then we'll get really into the nitty gritty stuff. Um, okay, great. So where are you from and how did you really get your interest in marketing? I am from the San Francisco Bay Area, born and raised, still here. And um, I got my start in marketing a little differently. I had started blogging actually in 2008, which was before marketing or blogging was a really big industry. Mm -hmm. And the blog just really was generating a lot of traffic. I had a lot of readers and growing a fairly large following. So I started researching how I could amplify that and get more followers and get more readers and traffic. And once I was able to do that, I started monetizing the blog and connecting with different sponsors who wanted to get in front of my audience. And then I started getting questions from other people because they wanted to learn how to apply that to their business so that they could see that same level of success and start really monetizing their blogs as well. And then it really just kind of grew from there. Um, I always say that my business built me because after I started helping people, businesses, friends, people who I knew just started asking me to help them. And it really turned into something that I love and I happen to have a little knack for. So that's pretty much how I got into it. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's actually pretty similar to like how I got started. So that's pretty cool actually. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so great. It's so, it's, and it's such a great industry. Um, and there's, just a there's so many different levels that you can be involved in. So it's really fun. Definitely, definitely. So, so you're saying blogging was your first real like, experience as being an entrepreneur for yourself? You know, it's funny. My mom would tell you that I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And I really, you know, just kind of had that spark. I've always wanted to kind of, you know, make money and do my own thing. And um, it's, I was reading, you know, a couple questions and I thought to myself, gosh, the first time I remember being an entrepreneur, I remember doing something was I was in sixth grade and the kids were selling lollipops. And I remember this so vividly and they were selling them for 25 cents. And I said to my mom, I'm like, no, I want you to go buy me the box of blue raspberry lollipops. They were brand new on the market. No one else was selling them. And I was just like, I knew that that was what was going to be the big thing. And so she did. She went and got me this blue raspberry lollipop box. And I went to school and started selling them for a dollar each. So where all the other kids are selling them for 25 cents, I thought to myself, nope, there's something new on the market and people are going to want it. And I was able to up the ante there. So that was probably the first memory I have of venturing into entrepreneurship. <laughs> That's actually awesome. That's yeah, good. it's a lot of fun. So it's in your blood right now. 
That's what you're saying. I think so. Yeah, I think <laughs> some people are just kind of born with it. <laughs> so for your business, uh, Marketing Salt, what would you say was the mm -hmm. one thing that really took you by surprise when you first really opened that venture? You know, I definitely think the level of dedication to success that you have. It is a lot to be an entrepreneur, and there's so many different layers to it. It's more than just marketing your business and selling your products or services. You know, there's just, there's marketing and there's customer service and there's finance. And so making sure that you're really ready for those challenges and that you're committed to succeeding. So you do have to have a really high level of passion um, to make it work, to kind of overcome all of that. So I think, you know, the level of commitment you really have to have is, is something that I wasn't really, I wasn't really anticipating, but I'm glad that I have it so that, you know, we've, we've been able to, to achieve some, some great levels of success in a short amount of time. That's actually awesome because that's a great answer. I love that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, since that's what really took you by surprise, would you say that's the one thing you tell entrepreneurs who are just getting started that they need to be dedicated 100%, just jump right in? Or would you give them another piece of advice? Yeah, you know, I would think that um, making sure that they're dedicated is absolutely important, um, but also just really taking action. Taking action right away and knowing that imperfect action is better than no action. So just don't, don't overthink it. And I fallen into that trap so many times and wanting it to be perfect but instead you know that time slips away and and so just making sure that you take action right away um it's going to get you a lot farther yeah and you can just learn, learn, <laughs> yeah, and you can learn as you go immediately you really do yeah there there's unfortunately you know there is a learning curve and and that's okay um and you just can't be prepared for everything so it's better to really be putting stuff out there and getting started. And you'll be thankful that you did when you look back and you're like, Oh goodness, I'm so glad I did that. Even though it wasn't perfect. Oh, 100%. And there's so many resources on the internet that you can, you literally learn anything that you need to solve that problem. Oh, definitely. Agreed. So, uh, now I really want to dive into your expertise of social media. So, um, my first question of that would be how vital is social media to an entrepreneur's success in 2016? It's crucial. It's absolutely critical. And in 2016, I'm assuming that we're going to hit the 2 billion user mark. We're, we're pretty close right now. We're over a billion users. Mm -hmm. And digital and social media specifically have just changed the marketing landscape. You know, there's no longer yellow page ads. Those, are, those days are gone. And so now it's really important for us business owners to be where our customers are. And we know that they're online, so we have to be where they are, and, and that's social media. Exactly, 100%. So um, what would you say is the most influential social media platform out of the big titans that are currently about, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, Pinterest, all that kind of stuff? I have to go with Facebook on this one. I yeah. do. Yeah, it's the largest social network. It provides business owners with the most robust amount of marketing um, options available. So, so definitely Facebook. So do you have any tips or tricks for entrepreneurs that are cost effective or even free for them? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, the first thing I would recommend is to start a business page 
And I know it sounds simple enough, but there are so many benefits to having a Facebook business page versus doing business on your personal profile. Um, with a business page, you are able to have access to analytics, which are Facebook's insights, basically, on their metrics. Mm-hmm. And there's so much data there that any business owner can use to really to, to do better business. Um, and then they also have access to advertising if they want to you know, make that investment. Um, but Facebook business pages allow you to really create a community and give fans or future customers a place to network with you. And it, it's just such a phenomenal tool that any business can use. Awesome. So um, another little tidbit, uh, how do you recommend our audience grow their Facebook fan pages? Would you recommend paid There's, advertising or, or what? You know, yeah. So I've done it a lot of different ways. Um, and this is something I, I've done a lot of different trainings on as well. But, you know, running ads definitely helps. And obviously, that's going to allow you to get in front of a, a, a user base that um, doesn't know about you. And in order to grow your business, people need to know who you are. So paid ads, yes, they absolutely work. Um, but other things that I do that are a little, you know, maybe outside of the box are making sure that you have, you know, Facebook like buttons on your website and linking to your Facebook profile on your other social media networks. And I know that I personally drive a lot of new fans to my Facebook page from my email signature. You know, I just have a little link in there and I get a lot of people clicking through and then following me over there. So there's a lot of things that you can do um, very organically to start drawing people in. But the most successful way to grow is really to just put a lot of great content out there and let people know um, that you want them to follow you on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. So I really like the, this email signature. I've never really heard about that. So you, you just put a little link to your Facebook or like a little button? That I do. I just put a little, you know, I just wrote Facebook and then I hyperlinked it to my page and I, I get a lot of people that go back because as you network with people and you want to know, you know, you kind of have conversations, then it makes it easy for them to learn more about you. And instead of going to your website constantly, they can stay in contact with you through your Facebook page. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, what do you think is underutilized on Facebook right now that entrepreneurs can really take advantage of? I'd say, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a toss up here. I would say either advertising, which mm-hmm. is huge because of the amount of targeting that we have available on Facebook. Um, not sure if you're familiar with the amount of options that we have, but oh. Facebook partners with third party data companies to get data about their users. So the marketer and a business owner, if you wanted to reach people of a certain age, demographic, and interest, you can do that on Facebook. So let me give you an example so it's not overly confusing. Um, If you were a home decor store and you were a local store in San Francisco, you could, you know, really advertise to people within five miles of your zip code to women 30 to 40 who are interested in home decor. So you could see how being able to get in front of that perfect audience would be very beneficial for your business because it's literally people who you know are interested in your product. So that is definitely underutilized. And I think it's because most people just are not aware of how detailed you can get in the targeting. Um, So if you wanted to target someone who likes peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you could do that. Amazingly enough, you could. 
<laughs> That's pretty cool. So um, I, I'm pretty sure you can also uh, target people by like ma their marriage and stuff like that. So like their, their status. You can, yeah. So and that's another thing that's really great about Facebook is, and I kind of talked about it before, is with the insights, Facebook insights, you can learn so much about people based on who likes your page um, and just in general. So you can see you know, their um, age, gender, their demographics, where they're located, if they're married, if they have kids, if they're engaged, as well as what they're interested in, if they donate to charities, um, what their religious affiliation is. There's just a, an ample amount of data available to us. Exactly. It can totally it's, enhance. It's pretty your, crazy, yeah. Yeah, it can enhance your customer avatar like a hundredfold, I believe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's huge. Yeah, and even sometimes you can, it can change your customer avatar. You, some things that you didn't even know that your customers were really into, they could, they could be 100% into it. It's hilarious. Oh, it is. It really is. And, and again, you know, I'll go back to Facebook. Um, Insights, you can even see what their interests are, like what other pages they like on Facebook. And, and that just gives you so much information to learn about who they are. It's really cool. I love, that's one of my favorite processes when I work with new clients. Like, let's dive deep and see, you know, exactly who that person is. Yeah, see what they like and what they don't like and all that. That's really mm -hmm. cool. So uh, what are the five key factors you'd say that make this platform successful for small business owners then? Um... Let's see. I definitely think that because it's the largest user base, you're going to have a better chance of getting in front of your ideal target audience. So definitely the fact that it's so large is beneficial. Um, again, the analytics, the insights, the data that you get, that's, that's huge. And it really allows us business owners to hone in on marketing messages that are perfect for our customers, which I love. I love, love that. Um, let's see what was that too. I think the ads platform. Got to go with the ads platform. It's oh, by yeah. far one of the best out there. Um, another is I think it's so crucial to know this. Um, so this is kind of a fun fact that a lot of people will actually check your Facebook page before they buy from you. And I don't have the exact number, but it's it's somewhere in the you know forty percent range are interacting with you on Facebook before they buy. Oh. And if that doesn't say success for small business, I, you know, I don't know what does, um, but that really tells us that it's, it's successful and it works. And then finally, and I'm going to go with just the level of, of ways that you can create relationships and really engage with people and have genuine conversations um, because we know people are on Facebook. They're on there to network with people. They're on there to, you know, talk to their friends and their family and, we have that ability to do that with them as well. And that's such a crucial part of the sales process. And so I definitely say, I think that's five, right? Yep. That's five. Yep. That is five cool. great answers that you just gave right there. Perfect. Awesome. All right. So we're going to move on. Uh, what is the social media platform that is being neglected by entrepreneurs, but has tremendous upside in your opinion? Pinterest. I was going to say Instagram at first, but, Pinterest is definitely, yeah. definitely where it's at. Yeah. So, and I'll just kind of back up. Mm -hmm. Instagram is great. And the thing that I would say that makes it underutilized or maybe being neglected is that most business owners haven't really taken the time to market on the platform, which leaves it wide open for other businesses who do want to, you know, use it to market. So that's why Instagram is definitely one, but my total answer is going to be Pinterest because 
it's it's a traffic driving conversion machine. People buy more when they find you on Pinterest, and that is that alone is just huge. Awesome, awesome. So, how do you suggest entrepreneurs take advantage of this platform? Then, I think it's important to create Pinterest friendly content, um, and on Pinterest, it's a very visual platform. So, creating graphics that really center around the content that you're trying to share. So if you're writing a blog post, putting a really great graphic on Pinterest that can you know, capture the attention of your intended audience, but will get them to click. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, Pinterest is the number one traffic driver for every business I've ever had online. It hands down far and away mm. creates the most traffic because it's, um, it's ongoing. It's like its own search engine. You know, people will go there to look for things instead of Google. And because of that, it's really important for us businesses, for any entrepreneur, to make sure they have content on there that can be found under, you know, whatever their specialty is. Awesome. I've read that um, on Pinterest that when you do paid advertising, the more likes you get, the more organic likes and uh, pins and all that you're going to You do. Get. Yeah? Yeah. So Pinterest is – so. And I'll just tell you this. I so I recently put out a program mm -hmm. and it was it's called Go Social and it has a training on Pinterest in it. And far and away, almost every single day, I get an email from someone and they're like blown away by the results they're getting from Pinterest ads. And I think the reason is because Pinterest has the virality component. So the way that it works is when you promote a pin, it's going to start becoming popular. More people are going to see it, more people are going to click on it, and more people are going to repin it. Mm -hmm. And then whoever's repinning it, it's seen by their network and their network can then repin it from there. And so it has that component that can really help it go viral. And along with that, once a pin is really popular on Pinterest, mm -hmm. a lot of peas. <laughs> once it's really popular on Pinterest, it becomes one of the top search results. So even if you're done promoting it, because it's weighted so heavily in a successful pin, it will continue to be a top search result even when you're not advertising it, which again awesome. will continue to draw traffic. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, that's actually really cool. That's good to learn. So, uh, it do you, is. It do, is. <laughs> do you have any uh, systems or practices that you'd like to share with us? Um, you know, for Pinterest, it's really all about being consistent and really putting content up there that is valuable. And that's one of the things that's going to draw, not only draw people into you, but it's going to get them to engage with your content. So really, really being consistent on the platform is, is very beneficial. And then there's a, a program that I wanted to share yep. that can really help with that. And it's called Tailwind. And I believe it's a free program, I think. Um, and it's something that I've used in the past. And it can really, really help just kind of streamline the process so that you don't have to be on Pinterest all day, um, but it can schedule pins out for you so that you're putting out stuff constantly without having to be online 24-7. That's cool. And that's called Tailwind, you said? So Tailwind is one, and then another one that I have used is called Board Booster. I think it's boardbooster.com and Tailwind, yeah. Okay. Um, so those are two really great programs to start using the Pinterest process. Awesome. Okay. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm really interested in getting in, into like Pinterest and all that since you just explained so much about it now. That's actually really cool. Um, it is. It's become, it's quickly become my favorite. I have, I get over 
6,000 organic hits of traffic from Pinterest every month. And we only recently started putting content on there. So it really does show you um, how quickly you can start turning it around. And, and that's where most yeah. of my buyers come from as well. So yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for people who buy products or services, that's also a really Pinterest good is really good. Okay, awesome. Yes, yes. So exponential growth is something that's really key on Pinterest. That's really cool. I like that. It is, yeah. So um, how do you describe the changes that social selling has brought to e-commerce as as an upside? Well, there's a stat that 32% of people are engaging with social media before they're buying. And that really tells us that social media has become a part of the buying process. Whether they're seeing an ad or seeing your product on Pinterest, or because it's such a strong referral source, you know, there's some type of interaction with social media before people are buying. Um, which for us, for business owners, for especially product-based businesses, mm -hmm. I think that having that presence online um, and making sure that there is a profile that they can engage with, that's going to really be beneficial. Um, but again, it just tells you how important it's become. Yeah, 100%, especially because it's at the user and uh, the consumer's convenience to find you. Absolutely. And you know, I'm one of those people who... If I'm going to do business with you, I will check your your Facebook profile. I'll oh, look yeah. for you on Twitter. You know, <laughs> that's that's kind of what I do. Um, yeah. But so it definitely weighs in the decision making process as far as if someone's going to buy from you. If they see that you're popular, if they see that you have a very engaged community, it is going to sway them into wanting to work with you more than they would if there was you know no interaction or you know an abandoned profile. Yeah. Definitely uh, provides social proof for you. Oh, definitely. Yes, absolutely. So uh, what are some common bad practices that you've found while helping entrepreneurs uh, in your time doing Marketing Solved and, and your blog posts and all that stuff? I would say a lot of the things that I come into are two. One is lack of consistency, which kind of as we just talked about, um, maybe they'll put a post up once a month. And it's crickets. You know, there's just no engagement, no community building at all. Or the other one is overly promoting products. So it's they're posting every day, like, buy my book, buy my book, or buy my product, or buy my shirts and apparel. And, and people don't follow you on social media to constantly be sold to, right? Yeah. They're yeah. there because they want to engage with you or support your brand. And so I see that happen a lot where it's just maybe a lack of knowledge and knowing you know, how to create a community, how to provide value, um, how to keep people coming back to you um, so that they can build on that relationship enough to where they trust you to buy your products. Okay. So uh, how do you go about rectifying these problems so that our audience can get a little advantage? I would say, you know, really taking time to think out a strategy and having a plan because your strategy, you know, it's going to dictate what your actions are, what you're going to do online, what you're going to share, how you're going to sprinkle in your promotions. Um, and I have a rule. We call it the 80-20 rule where we say mm -hmm. that 80% of the time you are providing value. You're providing nothing but value for your fans. And then 20% of the time you promote your business. So when you have a plan, when you have a strategy, you can do that. You know, you can really draw out, okay, I have these promotions going on this month. I'm going to share this type of content. 
this much is value, this much is promotional. And that way you're kind of mixing it up and, mm-hmm. and being consistent as well, which is huge. I like that. I like that. 80-20 rule is huge in everything. It is. It really is. I love it. So uh, I know that you're really big on Twitter, so I just want to ask a few Twitter-based questions. Sure, yeah. Uh, so how do you go about cultivating a Twitter following like you have? You have like 27,000-plus followers, I believe, last time I checked. How would you go I about do. that? So I have, yeah. Um, you know, Twitter is really great, and it's a very different type of platform. So I don't necessarily recommend it for all businesses mm-hmm. um, just based on the, the target audience. But, you know, I'm informational, and so it makes it a good platform for me to be on and, you know, network with other people who are looking for that information. So in cultivating, you know, a large following on Twitter, I think it really boils down to, again, it's always promoting the right type of content that your fans want to see. Okay. So for me, you know, I really do a mix. I do a little bit of personal, I do some inspirational, and then I do, you know, in- informational blog posts yeah. from Marketing Solved. And I know that my followers are looking for that type of information, which is why it works. And then, of course, on Twitter, once you start generating a, a good amount of people following you, then it kind of snowballs and then more people want to follow you. And so I try to make sure that I follow people back and I interact with them. And one really key thing I think is not being afraid to reach out to people and not being afraid or, you know, not wanting to take the time to thank people who are sharing your articles or who are, you know, tweeting to you or retweeting you. Um, because those people are taking time to say that they think what you're sharing is valuable. So I think it's really important that you take the time to, to let them know that you appreciate that. Yeah. And again, it all goes back down to being social on social media is the number one rule to success. <laughs> 100%. So uh, you said it there's is, yeah. certain kinds of like uh, markets that can really use social media or uh, Twitter effectively. And you said informational markets. So what other like industries yeah. would you say? Um, you know, I, so I have a couple that I see have a lot of success on there. One is actually fitness, the fitness, the health and wellness industry, mm-hmm. um, just really great on Twitter. And I think it's because it's an easy platform and it's also very well connected to Instagram, which that industry is all over. So oh, yeah. it makes a good connection. Um, but I've seen a lot of success for the health and wellness, for fitness, uh, financial services. I've worked okay. with several different finance companies that have really great um, success there. And uh, you know, other than that, entrepreneurial, obviously, anything oh, yeah. marketing-wise, online. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's, that's really good. That's really big markets for our target market as well because those guys yeah, are in health and fitness, wellness, all that stuff. So it's really good that that's really good for them. It is, yeah. So, how would you go about um, Twitter advertising? Would you recommend that or would you just say no? You know, I would and I've, I've gotten into it in the past. So mm-hmm. as far as Twitter, I had utilized it for a client actually. I've never done any type of ads on my own account, yep. but I did for a client. And we did get a great amount of clicks and traffic, um, but we didn't really see the conversions that we were looking for compared to Facebook. And so when we're weighing, you know, the pros and cons as to where we want to spend our social ad dollars, it was more beneficial for us, you know, after kind of running those tests 
to see that we personally had more success on Facebook than we did on Twitter. So, you know, a- after that, I really haven't haven't jumped into it since then just because I really started utilizing. Well, Instagram ads just recently rolled out, and so yeah. that's been really, really good. Like yeah. overwhelming response to that. I was I was pretty blown away by the results. Um, and then Pinterest ads, and Facebook ads, and so they are. There, there are a lot of options for your online advertising. So how would you go about uh, testing advertising then for like for any kind of business? How much would you recommend somebody spend for testing their... Like getting started? Yeah. You know, I think really starting out with whatever budget you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some Pinterest ads at 2 or $3 a day and have seen a lot of traffic and return on that investment. So I actually would kind of recommend starting at maybe like the 3 to $5 mark um, okay. per day. You know, you want to make sure you're getting in front of a large enough audience that some of those people will take action on what you're advertising. Okay. And then, you know, I'll take it a step further just because I think this is really important. Mm-hmm. When you are advertising, you know, make sure that what you're advertising leads to an objective. So what is the goal? Are you just looking to drive traffic to get people to read your blog post or look at your products? Or what I recommend is to send them somewhere where you can collect their email. Yeah. Now, if you're a product-based business, you can easily do that by, you know, sending traffic to a product page and then having a pop-up that says, you know, something like for exclusive deals or for a one-time discount, go mm-hmm. ahead and sign up. Yeah. Um, but always trying to to capitalize on your ad. So make sure that you're getting something out of it. Um, sending traffic to a product itself um, is probably not going to generate a high conversion rate. Whereas if you send them to an email where they can opt in, and then you can kind of nurture that relationship and really build you know, trust. Start yeah, you want to build that trust. You want to let them become familiar with you. Yeah. Um, and that's a really great way. You know, I have a funnel that I set up, a sales funnel from social media. Yep. And I have an, a free email course coming out about it soon. Um, yeah, it's really great. And it shows you how to set up basically a funnel that does send traffic, you know, to your opt-in where they can get some type of value up for free. Mm-hmm. So some type of incentive, whether it's a free guide. Um, I think you might have seen a couple of the ones that I've put out there. I have the, yeah. Um, the, yeah. So the branding guide for social yeah. media is a really good one, and it gets a ton of traffic. Um, but being able to provide that value up front gets that email. And then people become familiar with your brand to where they'll want to do business with you. Okay. So if you are advertising, just make sure you have an end goal in mind. Okay, I like that. So now we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, do you believe social media is the most effective way to create brand exposure and customer service? I do think so. I mean, definitely for brand exposure. I think customer service, you'll have to just kind of test that out and see what mm-hmm. people are looking for. Okay. Um, but definitely to create brand exposure. I mean, honestly, social media is free for business owners to use, yeah. which is Amazing. It's such an amazing tool. So um, you can get on there and you can put in that time investment to creating a very consistent brand experience. So I always say you want to make sure all of your touch points online are branded and consistent. So people start getting familiar with you 
Mm-hmm. So definitely think taking the time to get that set up before you jump out there will be more successful for you than just having a variety of different images and fonts and colors and things that confuse people. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you were talking about being consistent on social media and that, yes. that's easily the best way to create brand exposure, I'd say. Um, how often would you say posting per day should should people do for content marketing and all that? Well, it really depends on your audience. I mean, so every page is different. Every profile is different. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you want to do is just check your metrics. Like, what do you see? What are the trends that you see as far as the engagement that you're getting? So what I do, and I can use um, one that I did just recently, is I was working with a, a brand new client, and we started off posting once a day. And then we saw that we were getting a lot of engagement. And I'm like, okay, well, let's slowly introduce another post. So then we moved up to two posts a day. And again, we started seeing some really great engagement. So then we bumped it up to three a day. And so you really just kind of have to test it out and see what works well for you. You know, when we hit the four mark, when we are like, okay, let's try four, we didn't get as much interaction on that fourth post. So we knocked it back down to three. So we tested it out. Now, obviously... Every platform is different. So for Facebook, you know, anywhere from two to five based on your audience. Mm-hmm. Twitter is so fast that you could put up 30 tweets in a day yeah. and not overwhelm your, your followers, you yeah, know, exactly. it's such a fast paced platform as well as Pinterest, you know, Pinterest, you could do a hundred pins a day um, and not be overwhelming. So it's really just about, again, just going back to that, being consistent, at least putting one thing out on one platform every single day. That's, that's my basic rule is you have to post at least on one of your social networks every single day. Bare minimum. Yes. That's the bare minimum. I like that. Okay. Um, so we've covered Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Are there any other platforms you'd like to talk about right now real quick? Yeah, I think Periscope um, is is quickly becoming a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great way for you to generate exposure, but taking it the, the next step would be that you're able to really connect with your followers. And again, it's directly connected to Twitter, so you can kind of capitalize on two different audiences at the same time. Yeah. And the video is just really popular nowadays since everyone is connected, everyone has a smartphone, it's easy for them to kind of learn more about you. So I think Periscope would be one um, that I think is going to, is I would say it's already, you know, making a big name for itself marketing yeah. wise. So uh, would you recommend that people use Periscope to really just um, host like live contests for, for the audience, getting feedback from their audience, stuff like that? Yeah, I think it's also, again, you know, people want to log in and, and, get some kind of value from you right away. Yeah. So if you're solving some type of problem for them, um, you know, let's say, for example, you're in the fitness industry. If you're talking to people about nutrition choices that they can make that will help them lose weight, obviously you're speaking right to that audience and that's going to be valuable. Um, the periscopes that I've done in the past have been very informational, you know, doing five steps to building a better blog or something along those lines that I know that my audience would find helpful. Um, but then on another side, so just kind of to extend that I've worked with a sports team and I would do periscopes 
right from the sideline, you know, and I would oh. show our fans, yeah, the, the athletes doing their work. And so yeah. that was really great. And so we got a lot of, a lot of good love for that. So you can see it can be used in, in a variety of different ways. Okay. That's really cool. That's, I like that. So, um, you said video is getting really popular. Would you recommend people jump onto YouTube then? You know, yeah, absolutely. YouTube is a great channel. Um, and it's really, it's, it's good, but I believe you have to have a very significant amount of subscribers in order to monetize that platform, yeah. through their ad system. Um, and I haven't really explored it as much as I have the other platforms. And I know that some people have an amazing success on that. Um, so it really, you know, it really just depends on, on your audience, yeah. where they want to consume their information. Okay. Um, yeah, it, just, it really just depends on who you're trying to reach. But YouTube is great because they have their own, again, they, they're their own search engine. So they have their own users who may stumble across your content and discover who you are. Yeah, so if you can create like evergreen content, hopefully that'll work out for you sometime down the line. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, one thing that I do is I'll post those videos everywhere. I'll post a video on my YouTube channel. I'll also post it on my Facebook page. I'll post it on my blog. And so that way, you know, and then you can tweet it out. So yeah. when you create that content, you can still share it everywhere and then just kind of continue yeah. to drive traffic. Okay. I'm like not a big fan of bringing people back to my website. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I, like to, I like to keep my traffic to me. And oh, less, yeah. You know, YouTube has enough traffic. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> take some of that for yourself yeah exactly just you know one percent would be good i can handle that <laughs> so um do you have any other little tips that you'd like to give out before we finish the interview um you know i think it's really just about having a plan um not being scared to put yourself out there being super super consistent and then testing out you know an ad platform that works best for you and my number one pin platform, I'm sorry, number one platform I would say would be Pinterest right now to, to just get on there, test it out, and, and see if you can start generating some, some good conversions from there. Awesome. Awesome. So thanks for doing this interview. Thanks for doing Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Great. This means awesome information. Um, cool. Well, let me know if you have any questions further I that I can always expand upon. Awesome. I will 100% do that. Okay. Thank okay. you so much, Kevin. I appreciate your time. Appreciate your time. You've been put out 45 minutes of awesomeness for us. Thank you. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank All you. Right. Have a good day. Okay. And I'll talk to you, you later. You too.